Hey, 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 yo, 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 yo. What is going on, everybody? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And as usual, we have yet another fantastic guest this morning. As you can see from the title of the show, um, well, do we have a title of the show up on this post? If we don't, I'm going to tell you what the title of the show is. From diesel mechanic to TikTok influencer in 14 days. Let's hear what this guy has to say and how he did it. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good, man. Good. How are you? Where are you calling in from? Uh, New York. State? New York State, yeah. What part of New York State? Uh, Hudson Valley, so kind of about two hours north of the city. I try to stay as far away from there as I can. I got you. I used to go up to New York for the summers. That's where my mom's from, and my aunt still lived up there, and she lived by Jamestown. Are you familiar okay. with that? Yeah. And then we'd go up to Buffalo and Fredonia, and we'd watch the Buffalo Bills training camp and uh, had some pretty good summers up there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It was good times around Lake Chautauqua. Not sure if you're familiar with that lake, but... Uh, no, not not exactly. Beautiful part of New York, a little small town called Bemis Point is uh, where she actually lived. But anyways, it's I spent many fantastic summers up there and got a lot of great memories. Have you ever been down here to Florida? Yeah, yeah, a few times. I got a little bit of family in uh, Newport Ritchie. And okay. next year, we're me and the fiance are trying to make the move down there. We're just tired of the New York winters. It's too cold. And, yeah. uh, well, you, you kind of have six months of winter around here. If I got to burn wood in the wood stove, I consider it winter. So sure. that's about six months a year. And, well, I've, uh, I've we, never you know, we're, we're looking to get away in, from it. I've never burned wood in a wood stove down here. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. We've not even had to hardly turn the stove on, uh, to heat up the house. You know what I mean? Uh, we've, yeah. we've actually got. We've got both AC and heat, uh, and I was surprised to see when I went up to uh, air, my wife's high school reunion in New Jersey that uh, they actually didn't have AC in her school growing up because it was just cold for so much of the year and didn't get mm -hmm. as hot, and that was un unthinkable to me to not have AC in a building because we have AC in every <laughs> building here in Florida. Yeah, and I, and I tell you what, me me and the fiance just flew back in. We were in Las Vegas all last week, mm. and you know every building you walk into down there had AC, but the heat down there is just different. It's yeah, it, it was like a hundred to one hundred and ten degrees, but it felt good, and you didn't sweat walking around on the Vegas Strip. It, it just it was just different, and, and you know I could deal with that all year. You know, it's a dry heat. You know, when I was out in Vegas yep. last time, my nose started to bleed. Uh, because I'm so used to a, a wet, humid heat down here in mm -hmm. Florida. It was a dry heat, and I was, I was just. It's fascinating, you know. We get acclimated to a certain, uh, a certain environment, and when we get out of that environment, we become uncomfortable. And that is a great segue and an analogy into employeeship to entrepreneurship, right? Because yeah. it's it can be an uncomfortable change. Uh, making that transition, especially if you're still doing it, if you're still doing both, which I, of course, did both for a long time as well. I would assume mm -hmm. that you're doing both as well right now. Is that right? Right now, yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about. I know you had did some other things leading up to 
affiliate marketing and finding legendary. Give us a snapshot of what led you up to this, this day. Yeah. So for about 15 years, I've been in the repair of all sorts of industry. I started with cars and trucks and then, you know, pickup trucks. Then I moved on to big trucks. Uh, then I was in a Chrysler dealership for about five years. And then eventually I started my own business doing heavy equipment. And, uh, well, what happened is that, you know, I'm spending 80 plus hours a week in my own business, making equivalent to what I was making with a job. A um, lot more added stress, a lot more added, you know, physical pain from the type of work. You know, I kept getting those hints that my body's giving me like you're screwing up. You know, you're going to be broken by the time you're 40. Um, so, you know, probably about two, two and a half years ago, I kind of started dabbling in the online space tried a whole bunch of stuff. None of it really worked. I started with the day trading, um, but didn't have the time. You know, you had to sit in front of the computer at market open every day. Didn't have time for it. Couldn't make it work. Um, plus the, the capital you needed that I just didn't have. Then was the Amazon FBA. I bought a course for that. That never panned out. I wound up buying a whole bunch of Chinese products that I never ended up selling. So that was a big loss. The Shopify drop shipping, I tried that. I got the store all set up, but never could really seem to get it working right. And then, you know, I started watching, and I've known about affiliate marketing. I have had heard of it. Um, I just never had heard of Legendary. And so, you know, I'm in YouTube, and then I'm scrolling through TikTok, and I keep seeing nonstop 15-day challenge, 15-day challenge, 15-day challenge. There was a ton of hype. So I'm like, all right, let me see what it's all about. And that's that's what got me here i took the 15 day challenge and then from there i decided to get the blueprints and uh and he, and here i am that was that had to be probably three months ago now and here i am today so nice so what was the you've tried other things in the past um you know the 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 drop shipping the even the stock trading, right? Mm -hmm. um, what was the difference between those ventures that you tried in the past and, and what you're doing now? Yeah, so Am Amazon and the Shopify thing was kind of like, I really would have needed like a mentor for that. And I had already invested in a course for the Amazon thing and the, and the community wasn't, it, it, you know, it, it was just a big community on a Facebook group of people that none of them really knew what they were doing either. Um, so nobody was really making money, but everybody kind of had an idea how to do it, but there was really no clear direction as what to do. I mean, you went through the course and they kind of gave you some clear examples of a few things that would work and how to find the products to sell. But then once you went to actually find your own, uh, you'd be surfing for hours and hours and hours using all the different Chrome extensions and whatnot. And you never really found something that was going to, you know, that, that you would say, all right, this is going to work. Yeah. Um, so it was super high risk. And then with the, with the day trading thing, just, you know, it was super high stress. I mean, the days I did have the opportunity to sit in front of the computer market open, you can always go back in hindsight and look at the charts and say, you know what, this is, I could have got in here and I could have waited this long and then got out and I would have done great. But when it's live and you're actually trying to do it, there's a very high level of, mo of emotional stress because if you're trying to actually make any kind of money, you're investing a lot and yeah. in turn risking a lot. And then it just be, you, you, you'd have to have that time every day at market open with a little bit of money to really be able to fine tune your strategy and get in. It just wasn't possible for me. Mm. So what is making this possible now? 
Well, because I'm able to put the time in when I want to. If I don't have time at any particular time, it doesn't matter. I can just do it later. You know, Mm. when I can fit it in is when I can fit it in. I've been investing more time lately. Mm. Um, My heavy equipment business, I have dialed back time-wise. And I've probably been spending only 40 hours a week on that as opposed to the 80 plus I was. And I'm spending probably 35 to 40 on this as well. Mm. I only really kind of sleep like four hours a night. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of it's I'm trying to have a healthy balance of the two there. But in the beginning, I was able to get this put together rather quickly without burning a bunch of money out of my bank account in the process. Mm-hmm. And I was able to kind of get things moving, um, you know, by spending only minimal, you know, two to three hours a day. Yeah. So what what allowed you to get things going rather quickly? Now, obviously, you invested in some education and you took some training. You started to put some pieces together. Um, I, I would assume that was helpful. I, I'm only assuming oh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. absolutely. We didn't talk before this, so you could say, "Yeah, that it wasn't helpful at all." You tell me, <laughs> um, and then and then you started taking action on that. So I'm I want to know what you know what what allowed you to begin kind of moving, taking action, having clarity from the beginning, so you could start getting results, and and then of course those results keep you excited, right, and keep you mm-hmm. make you want to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, blueprints definitely helped. I mean, I I. I put a lot of time aside when I got the blueprints. I think I blasted through all of it in like three weeks. Um, so I did that, but then I also know how I learn best. I learn best hands on. So the first thing I did when I got through with the blueprints was I sat through decade in a day. I implemented all that watched, you know, watched over the different parts that I had to as many times as I needed to went into the Thursday trades. I went and tried to find all the information I needed when I needed it. Um, but I wanted to find it through legendary because I know I put together bits and pieces of information Like you go to try to find something from YouTube and then try to apply it to somebody else's strategy. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so whatever, and when I couldn't find certain things or when I was struggling with something, I would just hit up drew. I, I got, I've had like four sessions with him of one-on-one coaching mm. and that was like immensely helpful. I mean, I got to give the guy credit here. I mean, that was immensely helpful in actually jumpstarting everything that I've been doing. Mm. And in addition to that, just I'm using the TikTok strategy, obviously for all my promoting. So you end up talking to a lot of them guys as well. Mm-hmm. As you're making videos, you know, we get to comment back and forth. And sometimes we have Zoom calls and chatting yeah. on Facebook, stuff like that. And then you, you can you can leverage each other's knowledge because everybody, all of them are all using the same strategy as well. Yeah. So we can all kind of help each other out. And there's really no stopping, you know, once you've got all those resources put together. Yeah. And you really just laid out, I think, in, in excellent detail in very clearly the resources that are at everyone's disposal. And that is the obvious training that we promote in market and is sort of the kind of core foundation without that, that it'd be hard to, you know, we would, we wouldn't be anything. We have that core curriculum and those core philosophies that are inside of that training. And I think I, I like really, 
I don't think I know. I like what you said in terms of I wanted to learn everything from one person because when I start to get, you know, or one place, because when I start to get, try to start piecing things together from YouTube and Facebook and this guy and that gal, it, it's, it, it can be confusing. And so the next thing you laid out was the one-on-one -on -one resources. We, we provide that, of course, with one-on-one -on -one coaching, if that's something that you're interested in. And you, you took advantage of that. And then community, but not just, you know, being a part of a Facebook group, like you said, but actually connecting with other people that are using similar strategies and then building sort of almost mini masterminds, mini support <laughs> groups, right? Within right. the community, because, you know, being a part of a community is cool, but but the the actual relationships and or communities within that larger community are what's possible. Those kind of breakout groups, as you will, or if you will, whether that be one on one or whether that be a small group of people who kind of all know each other and are familiar with each other. And as you said, anybody can start a free Zoom account and say, hey, I would you guys be available to jump on today at eight o'clock at night, 8 PM Eastern time, and just kind of chat strategy and just kind of share ideas. And, and the, so man, you're really utilizing all of the resources that are available to you. And I really just want to commend you for that, man, because it's so easy to say, I'm not getting the support that I need. And that's such a common frustration and excuse that people have, but really it's not that you're not getting the support that you you need. It's that you're not taking advantage of all the resources that are available to you. And I, I just want to commend you for that, for laying it out so clearly what's available, but also taking advantage of it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I just wound up hitting up a few of the guys, says you guys be interested in getting in a Zoom call. Got a few responses, got a few that didn't respond right away. So three of us got into a call. And, you know, we just that's what we did. We just went over strategy. We talk about TikTok. We talk about all kinds of different stuff. So, you know, since then, I've I've definitely amped up my strategy. Like I've got a free ebook I wrote that I give away. I started a Facebook group um, using the knowledge from all these other guys and what they're doing and what's working for them and, and hearing what they are saying is their strong points in their online business is really, you know, a good motivator and a good resource to be able to figure out what should be the next step I need to take, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw up, um, Drew, uh, his email just in case, uh, anyone's interested in that and wants to take advantage of that resource. Oh yeah. Drew at legendary marketer. So if you guys are interested in, uh, you can hit up Drew at legendarymarketer.com. I just saw a couple of comments looking for Drew's contact information. Um, yeah, so, and, and for Blueprint students, you know, at the end of that training, we actually say, we'll look over your, your uh, activity, your marketing activity, uh, you know, at first for free, if, if you take our, uh, instruction, apply it, and then want feedback on it. And then of course, anything above and beyond that, we have coaching packages at very reasonable prices. So you can reach out to Drew and get information on that. 
But I like also how you gave Drew credit. That was really, I think, mm -hmm. a part of my journey to success that I, the more successful I got, the more kind of humble that I got. And, and, and I, and I started to kind of give credit where credit's due and really kind of call people out and shout people out. And, and that really made me more of a part of the community, made me more people want to help me more because, you know, I wasn't trying to take credit for everything myself as if it was my idea, as if I got there alone. And I just, I really appreciated that because, mm -hmm. you, you know, whether it's somebody who you're paying as a one-on-one -on -one coach or whether it's somebody who's brand new, newer than you are, and they say something or do something that you learn from them because we can learn from anybody to, mm -hmm. to call them out and shout them out and kind of lift them up is such a, it's such the spirit of the successful entrepreneur. It's, it's like one of those, like if you, Dave, what are the top five principles of a successful entrepreneur? It's, it's having a team, using that team, and then acknowledging and recognizing that team. Is that a leadership quality that you've always had? Is that something that you've sort of developed as you've as you've got you know deeper into your business to just kind of build support, recognize people? You know, so there's studies that say rec recognition is as or more valuable to people often as income. Uh, so I just wondered if that was something that came natural for you, or is that something that you've kind of learned and developed as you built your business? Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of hard to say. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always been a very appreciative and grateful person. You know, I don't think there's ever been a time my parents or grandparents took me out to dinner and I didn't say thank you afterward. Yeah. Um, I've just always been very appreciative and I always, you know, if, if, if I can't take credit for something, I don't take credit. You know, I, yeah. I, it's it kind of, to me, it kind of falls under the whole honesty, the frame, yeah. you know, frame there. So, and the opposite of that is an attitude of entitlement, right? And that's sort of, mm -hmm. if I can offer that context for everybody listening, I see a lot of attitude of entitlement. I see a lot of people who think that they deserve success. They think mm -hmm. because they sign up and pay their money that they're entitled to success. And that develops this kind of, this attitude that, you know, is, is rude. It comes off as, you know, um, I deserve, I'm entitled. Why are, why are you not? And that's where we get a lot of the, I'm not getting the support that, I, you know, just those attitudes that, um, they only lead to more struggle and failure that, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not judging anybody. I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying that I'm offering to everyone listening in my decade of experience here, what I've seen has worked and what hasn't worked in an attitude of entitlement and an attitude of, of dishonesty or an attitude of, um, you owe me something. Even if somebody owes you something never mm -hmm. works out. It's in it, but the attitude of, of recognition, of lifting others up, of, um, of, of humility, of, of, you know, Again, recognizing others before I recognize myself, especially within the communities that I'm a part of, is so, it and it's like a how to win friends and influence people quality. You know, if anybody ever reads that book, you'll learn so much about how to attract people to you by lifting them up and in thinking about others and how you make them feel when they're around you. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool. So um, what's worked for you on TikTok to be able to go viral? I think the four times that you have gone viral. And, um, you know, if you were to start over again, would you do it all the same? Would you do some things different? Yeah. So as far as what has worked is um, following the formula that Matt teaches, really. And for those of the people here that have the blueprints, that video with goes over the hook strategy under the TikTok funnel there. I mean, that's pretty much the formula I followed. And as far as finding content to model mine after just following Matt's strategy, which is to find other pages that are performing well, find their high performing videos and, and model after that um, is really kind of the, the, the key to going viral. You know, I found that hashtags really aren't as important. The sound aren't as important. Sometimes it helps, but it's not going to be the key that gets you to go viral. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's all about that first two to three seconds. Um, if you can hook somebody in that first two to three seconds, whether it be through text or something you said or flashing lights on the screen, if you can get that first two to three, you're going to get the next two to three. And it's, it, you know, it's about getting that next two to three seconds all the way throughout your video. If at any point in time you become boring, they're gone. They're just going to scroll. And and right now, TikTok just changed their algorithm a little bit. A lot of guys are seeing a decrease in views. And a lot of it, I think, is just based off of watch time now. A lot of guys are saying that engagement isn't helping their videos anymore. So we always got to try to keep on top of what's working. So what mm -hmm. worked two months ago may not exactly work as well today. So if you were to repost a video that was did well because you were inciting a lot of engagement maybe today it's not going to do quite as well um i've got one video on my page called let's make a bet and i had that video go viral twice because i posted it once and then i reposted it and it did it again and it's kind of like lazy if you were to watch that video not as a, a viewer but as a as a creator and really break that down you can really kind of understand exactly what the formula is and why it worked. Um, as far as would I change anything going back um, a little bit, what I would change is I would stay more niche specific. So as opposed to making like side hustle videos that aren't really relevant at all to affiliate marketing, here's what I noticed. Uh, the first time I went viral, it was a video about flipping domain names. And now bear in mind, I'm willing to admit, I modeled this video from somebody else. This isn't some uh, process I'm super familiar with. I did a little bit of research on it just so, you know, I could understand some basic things. So I knew it was real and I wasn't going to be posting a video and promoting an idea that just is, is fake and a lie. Yeah. Um, but that's about as far as I went with it. So I posted the video 500,000 views later, mm. I've got now over 10,000 followers from this one video, but all these people are not looking to start an online business and put the time in. You know what I mean? These people are kind of looking to make a quick buck and not really do anything. They're looking to like flip in a car. If you, if you knew you could get $5,000 for a car that they're selling for two, you'd go buy it in an instant because it would be super easy. That's kind of what I've noticed amongst the type of audience for that type of content while that may not always be true in that case it certainly was hmm. um 
and the other thing to go into that too is just because you you acquire a lot of followers doesn't mean that they're going to convert if you don't have the right audience they're they're not going to convert into sales you know like i've 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 told other people in the past you know you you could have people on tiktok that are dancing in front of the camera with a million followers if they decide to switch over to affiliate marketing doesn't mean those millions of followers are going to buy anything because they're not there for that they're there to watch you dance right so as, as far as building the right audience really if you're building the audience properly um you you can consider all those followers to be leads essentially mm. if you have the right audience sure I want to just tease apart a couple of things that really stood out to me that you just said. And for everybody who is listening, if something that Ryan just said stood out to you, you know, jot it down. I mean, so you don't forget. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, these, 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 you know, I don't hate to say it. I love to say it, but I mean, you know, I, I, I would love for us all to be able to kind of just sit back and be relaxed and enjoy these shows every day. But there's, there's honestly some incredible nuggets that are dropped on these shows every morning. So as much as you guys might come to this show, just looking to kind of relax and listen in there's, you know, I just want to remind you, don't miss something that's really important. One mindset thing that I heard Ryan just say that I think is so important is don't be surprised when something changes about a platform, whether it is how the algorithm works. A lot of times that's how it is. I remember back a couple, several years, many years ago on Facebook, uh, everybody was building business pages and you saw lots of organic reach on your business page. And then all of a sudden, like it, it cut out because they wanted you to buy advertising as a business. So they stopped your organic reach. Like our post went from, you know, I used to get like memes and stuff on Facebook that would get like a hundred, 200 shares, right? Cause it was getting in front of tons of people and it was decent content. And then all of a sudden that same content got like five shares and it was just because they weren't putting it in front of the same amount of people that they were before because they were trying to push pages to boost their post. I don't know if you guys remember this, but you could press the little button boost. I think mm -hmm. you still can, but boost post and, you know, and, and they wanted you to buy, they wanted you to pay to get your content in front of people. If you were a page. So a lot of people switch back over to personal profiles, even though it was against the terms and conditions, you know, pushing, you know, create, and that's what most organic Facebook marketers are doing nowadays is they're, B building their businesses with content from their personal profiles because they get so much more organic reach. Um, it was a shift. There was tons of people who who put tons of work in to get a hundred thousand likes on their business page, and now all of a sudden those pages got zero organic reach. You had to adjust. Um, not getting frustrated and understanding that's how the game works, or. Uh, let me say this, not letting that make you quit, right? You can get as frustrated as you want. Use that frustration as fuel um, and be in pivoting, adjusting, understanding that's how this game works. Technology is innovating and evolving. And the only people that lose in the capitalistic uh, world of, of, of innovation is the people who can adjust. 
Remember Blockbuster, anybody? Right? It's just a great example. That ever. Remember Kodak, right? To where their whole business was built on you taking a picture and getting your film developed. Uh, and then this thing came along, right? So you have to adjust. You have to be able to pivot. Um you know, I, uh, I also, the three second thing that you said, I, 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 there, one of the, one of the most popular things that people like to start their videos off is I wanted to shoot a video today. It's like, mm -hmm. we see, so, we, yep. we know that you're shooting a video, right? We see it's a video, <laughs> right? Yep. But I wanted to shoot a video today. There's your three seconds. Mm -hmm. You're done. I think it's I think it's hard for a lot of us to accept that our content sucks. It's just hard. It's hard or yeah. it's boring as you said. That's even a harder word. Oh my god, am I boring? I just want to be seen. I just want to be loved. I just want to be wanted like like Brad Pitt. Well, you ain't it, it, look. I know people who are much uglier than Brad Pitt who are much wider, shorter, older and you know what they're getting a million views on their on their videos why because it ain't about how you look it's about what hooks and stories and offers are you using in your content and as you said how are you utilizing that first three seconds are you starting the story all the way back at the beginning. Well, I'd like to start this TikTok today by telling you back <laughs> I was bored in 1983, right? No, you got to start the story in the middle like they do in a great movie. I was dropped onto the floor, punched in the gut. I was yeah. sweating, right? Yeah. You start the story in the middle and then you go from there. What's coming up for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it and there's also there, there seems to be like a little bit of a like a discrimination almost when it comes to what's what type of people are making certain type of content and having it work. So, for example, there's an older gentleman doing affiliate marketing. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he he's not doing it from legendary. He's he's promoting something else, but he's he's got to be in his 60s, maybe late 50s at best. And he just he he just sits in front of there and he talks about what he's doing every day and he gets tons and tons of views and engagement. And it's kind of like, well, for somebody like that, people are kind of interested. There, I feel like there's a little bit more of a trust factor there just naturally, whereas they see a young guy like me come on there and I try to tell him, you know, you can make money online. This works. This is a real business. Yada, yada, yada. It's a lot harder to hook those people because they see me and they say, ah, oh, it's just another affiliate marketer. You know, this guy's doing the same thing everybody else does. But I think you get what I'm trying to say is yeah. in some cases, depending on how you frame yourself your, your, and your personality, it might require a different strategy. What works for you isn't necessarily going to work for me and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Um, I agree and, with that. Yeah. I, and I understand what you're trying to say. Um, I think absolutely people can, people can judge, people can discriminate based on your age in particular, I think. Um, and, and certainly older people can have maybe less trust in a younger person um, because they just think, Hey, what is this young punk? No. I mean, I, I, mm -hmm. I certainly can say that, 
Uh, I felt a little of that when I was younger, but I was also more immature. I also spoke more immaturely. I acted more immaturely. I did more dumb shit that was probably less <laughs> attractive to, yeah. to people who were more mature. For example, I tried to be cooler than I was. I tried to act mm -hmm. richer than I was. Uh, I tried to, I thought that I, I overcompensated um, because I thought that I, you know, if I, if I was successful and I come off, I came off as successful, then more people would listen to me. And, and that was, that was a mistake on my part. That was immaturity, uh, mm -hmm. at its finest. And, um, and so even though I'm still 37 today, still would be considered, I, I certainly think a young man by, by in the context of somebody who's 50 or 60, um, the, the, the more I've toned down all that bullshit, the more I just sit in front of my computer and focus on speaking intelligent value with a little bit of entertainment and being my, you know, using my own kind of humor and weirdness and, and even, even not taking myself too seriously, you know, uh, mm -hmm. make poking fun at myself and, and just not trying to always be the man trying to be Mr. Cool guy, Mr. Successful guy. Uh, I think part of that's because I've I've built my self esteem and I feel better about myself now that I did when I was younger. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, that's why I say self esteem. I think is the bedrock of success. Uh, the more successful I've become, so I I think I certainly agree with you. Uh, but I also think that we have the power to be able to make an impression upon people who may. Uh, be judgmental because maybe you're younger or something like that by, by not overcompensating. And I think that's where so many people on the show who say, just be yourself. I think that's what they mean. It's not mm -hmm. like the key to your success is authenticity. That's ambiguous. More specifically, the key to your success is really just communicating the value the teaching, the stories that you have to say just as yourself and not try to put on a certain outfit or comb your hair a certain way or portray your yourself on the internet so differently than you are in your real life because people's built-in bullshit detectors will just be like this person doesn't seem trustworthy. Does that make sense? That's kind yeah. of my experience and my kind of feeling on that. I think you have an absolute point there. And I also think that we can influence that even if we're younger, even if we're not successful or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I like what you said there too, about, you know, authenticity as well. I mean, while you got to be exciting and you got to be engaging and you got people to want to be interested in your content at the same time, you know, people know you don't act that way normally. You know, people know you don't just walk around going, Hey, yeah, yeah. You're flipping the cat, you know, looking around like that. So it's, there's, you got to have, you definitely need a fair balance of the, you know, exciting and, and what's gonna, you know, being engaging, but then also have, have the ability to be authentic and real at, at the same time, you know, without, without seem like you're just an actor, you know? Yeah. And I also think one thing that really helps that a lot of people 
a lot of people really, um, I know I overlooked this for a long time was just having a shtick, like, like a, like have like a comedian has a go-to joke that he's known for. So for example, like you think Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck, mm-hmm. uh, Larry the cable guy, get her done. Right. Yeah. You, you have people who have a shtick, right? It's like their thing. What are they known for? Um, and, and I think the more things that you can create that are consistent, that you can become known for, ah, that's that guy that does the videos in front of the wood wall. It always has the black hat on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the guy who does the videos from his bathroom. I always go back to the autistic marketer who was on a couple of months ago, who, uh, was, did all his videos from his bathroom, you know, and he mm-hmm. was like, I can make money from my bathroom then I think I might be able to show you a couple of things. Uh, there, there was the other marketer, um, Visali, I think, who did all his videos in the same blue shirt. But what you know, what is your shtick? And if you can, you can uh, do things. It, some things, whether it's how you look or something that you say. I remember Eric Worry, who created content for network marketers for years and years and years. Uh, and was one of the first guys creating content on YouTube and creating a nice quality piece of content each day. Now he's got a, a, a network marketing training company that packs arenas of 10,000 people and has Tony Robbins come speak and is a, you know, wildly successful. He started off as a network marketer who started doing training and just started his entire business of one video a day. He used to end his video with, well, my wish for you is that you become a network marketing professional. You decide to go pro because it's a stone cold fact. We have a better way. Now let's go tell the world. Well, I haven't heard one of his videos in, 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 in years, but I still remember the closing that he used to every single video that he shot. And that was his, one of his sticks, right? I don't remember anything else that he said. But I remember sort of that thing that he did the same way in every video. And that's one of the reasons, personally, my content strategy is this wake-up show. I have to, first of all, we have a lot of affiliates, and I don't want to be out there in competition with my affiliates, right? That's one of the reasons I'm not out there trying to be Mr. Famous Guy out on social media, right? Because I don't want people to find me and, and buy through my link instead of your link, Ryan. So I'm actually trying not to compete with my affiliates so they can earn, get commissions from the sales that they promote. And I'm creating content as the CEO of this company for our community. Not partic- so my So every day I'm in the same seat with the same shtick, right? With the same mm-hmm. hat on. And I'm not creating a bunch of content out there on social media because the only thing I want to be known for on the internet is this image right here. Like how you see me right here, raw in your face, talking to real people, real students. And when people think of me from our community, they probably think of this image right here of me sitting right in this seat in front of this wall with the black hat on that says be legendary talking to students and clients. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of a way that I've built my own personal brand within this community and create a image that sticks in people's heads. And it's easy to think about me. It's easy to, to, to bring that vision up in your head. 
So I would just invite everybody also, I've said this before, but to think about how can you create consistency in your message and your brand and not always be doing something else, but or something not always needing to be something doing something new, but wait for you for people to pick up on your content. Wait, wait for it to wait for people to catch on. You know, wait for people to love you because if they when they hear it a couple of times, if they like it, they're gonna catch on, they're gonna love you, you're gonna start becoming known for that thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. One hundred percent. So so what else? What else would you leave people with today that would be useful, valuable? Give us one other learning lesson that you've picked up along the way that that you've said yeah. a lot of things. I know I've talked a lot. You've said you've dropped <laughs> a, an incredible some incredible nuggets. It's been a highly valuable uh but leave us with one, one more thing or uh anything that you would like to say to somebody that's new that might be sitting on the 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 checkout page or is thinking mm -hmm. about Maybe they followed you and then they're here and they're about to go right through the 15 day challenge based on your experience. What, what would you say to, to somebody who's sitting here getting ready to get ready? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, and I, I get this question a lot in my comments. Um, and that's, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get started. What's the first thing I should do? What training should I get? And I don't necessarily always tell people, oh, you have to get a training and you'll be good to go. I say, if you're willing and you're comfortable, first off, if you're not comfortable with getting on social media, there's tons of ways to do it without showing your voice and face. But I would urge you to get comfortable with it because in my opinion, it is the superior way to have a presence online. But also, just because you don't have the knowledge and the skills yet to build a sales funnel or uh, make an email campaign or set up all those back-end mechanical things because you haven't done the training yet, what you are ready to do is go on social media and just start creating content. Start building that following. That 1,000 follower mark on TikTok is so critical because it gives you the ability to go live. It gives you that ability to put that link in your bio. And until you have those things, it's going to be a bit more of a struggle until you get to that point. So I urge, I always urge everybody who's, whether they're, they're asking, where do I get started? What do I do first? You know, always tell them social media, if you're comfortable with using it, use it and start using it now and kind of try to find out how you make content, what works for you. Because otherwise, if you buy a training, especially if you, if you, you know, invest a lot in your education and you go through in the beginning, if you don't have, you know, the patience, I think some of us are gifted with a lot of patience and just knowing that this can take months and months and months to work uh, sometimes. But if you, aren't patient like that and you just you're expecting it too fast you're going to get frustrated really quickly if you're 100 new to creating social media content and it's not working for you at first and now you've just invested all this time and money and do your education but it's not working right away for you so you get you know you get frustrated for me i was able to um build my following on my page very quickly but um, one thing we didn't talk about here today is I did have a TikTok page prior to that, which completely failed. I mean, it was total flop. 
Um, it was probably three weeks I spent uploading two to three times a day and didn't get any traction with any of it. Okay. So one little last golden nugget, I'll leave you with something to try. If you're running into this issue is on that particular page, like I said, it's two to three times a day. I was uploading, making content, wasn't getting any traction, maybe a maximum of 250 views per video. I sent Matt an email. We got in a video call. We talked for an hour and came to the conclusion that let me maybe try a new page. And actually, if you go to the one of the Thursday replay uh, training replays, I'm on that with Matt talking about this. Um, but we decided, let's try making a new page and see what happens. I reused some of the content from that original page that didn't work. And boom, off it went. And within 14 days, I had 14,000 followers. So, um, you know, there's lots of things that can be working against you. But ultimately, if you're thinking about getting started, just start making content on social media. At least you'll figure out if that's the route you want to go as far as promoting things or not. And and then there yet again, which, by the way, that was that was a great tip. I, I totally agree. Um, just, just get on because it's so much easier to course correct than it is to start from the beginning. Um, mm. even if you start with a new profile, right? Because yet again, there is a golden opportunity, a golden resource that you took advantage of, you know, you invested in our blueprints and then you showed up and got, the coaching that was available, you asked for the feedback. And I would assume that, that when you say that you got that coach, you, that was on one of the live Thursday blueprint coaching calls, right? And everybody else was there to be able to listen and learn as well. Or was that a separate one-on-one -on -one call that you had with Matt so that you just mentioned? That particular call with Matt was a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there is a, there was a call on Thursday. I was the August 5th uh, okay. video. Got and it. that's the one where Matt had me pop in on camera and we talked about it. We looked at my page and kind of just dissected what is it isn't working for me. Yeah. Um, and it was a good example for everybody that was there that day. But you can go back and watch it. Nice. Well, anybody who's a Blueprint member, you can go in and watch that August 5th replay on the live training uh uh, page in our back office. But yeah, shout out to Matt for being willing to jump on. He's so you know, Matt runs our, uh, is our, our CMO, but also spearheads our decade in a day, those live trainings on Thursday. And, um, you know, is able, I, I think one of the things that I'm super proud of is, is that we have, you know, people doing training here that are the actual marketers and not just hired trainers, uh, which, which are, you know, which is so common in so many companies, you know, you've got this trainer who's never marketed his ass out of a wet paper bag and, uh, <laughs> he's trying to teach people how to, you know, uh, but yeah, shout out to, to Matt. I mean, for being with, you know, and, and he does this with so many people just jump on a call or take an email or whatever to help somebody out. Um, and in this case, then a follow-up, right. Uh, on the, on mm -hmm. the August 5th call to kind of dissect things and, and, uh, and give you more feedback. And that's available to all of you Blueprint print, print members, I mean, to come on those calls on Thursday and get feedback. And the beautiful thing is, is that, again, there's that mini mastermind. Again, there's other people who are sitting around listening and can learn from 
your situation. And that's why I always tell Blueprint members, bring your questions to those calls so we all can learn from your question uh, versus just asking the question, you know, in a one-on-one -on -one channel. Mm -hmm. um, either way, the, the support is there for you all. Um, and I would, I would um, assume that if somebody's considering going through the challenge, you would recommend that. And if somebody was considering investing in the blueprints, you would recommend that as well. Am, am I right about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Consider Absolutely. that a good investment of both your time and money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. What do you think the biggest, I mean, of all the things that have been helpful to you about our training and our kind of running into us and learning, what do you think the number one most valuable thing has been? I mean, the blueprints obviously is fantastic. Uh, to me, the, the most valuable thing as far as getting over the hurdles, which, you know, the, the blueprints is really good, but it kind of has to tailor to the entire process as a whole, right? But there's going to be a lot of little nuanced things you're going to run into. And having access to guys like Drew and Matt and that group coaching on Thursdays and even the replays, I, I think 99% of the time I can find the answer to a problem I'm having in those replays before I have to send an email to Matt or Drew. But when I do have to send an email to Matt or Drew, and there's been a lot of them, I get back an answer in less than 24 hours, 100% of the time. And it's not like two lines. This is what you do. I get paragraphs from these guys. And I kind of wonder how they have the time to sit there and message all these people back. Cause I know I can't be the only one, but it, the immense amount of support just from the people within, I would, I would, I would pay $2,500 for the blueprint just for that. Just, just to have that Thursday training and those replays and then the access to those two, uh, I'll call them mentors, those two guys, that it's just, you can't, you can't find that anywhere else that I've, that I've seen. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know how the guys have time to do it either, uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, uh, because you know, uh, Drew's in high demand here. I put his email uh, up there if you guys are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with Drew, drew at legendarymarketer.com. Um, and then, you know, Matt, uh, our CMO, who is busy marketing and, and, and running that side of things is also, you know, serving clients and customers like yourself. And, uh, yeah, um, it's cool, man. I, I really appreciate that. And I just, I want to put the, the credit and recognition though back on you because you have, you know, you have been the one who's utilized the training. You've utilized the resources you've utilized. And it's not just Matt and Drew. There's been a lot of kudos you've given them, but you've also said you've mm -hmm. formed masterminds with other community members and other people within the community. Um, Absolutely. You know, and and again, uh, if you guys are wondering how Ryan, who is at just the beginning of his journey here, um, clearly has so, you know, you 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 clearly are just getting warmed up. If you're wondering how he's getting results, how he's blown up his current profile in 14 days, how he's, you know, on on the track to getting results and clearly has a bright future. 
you can just go back through this show and you can listen to all the ways in which he's utilized the resources that are here and available to anyone. And they are truly available to anyone. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, kudos to you, bro. I, I'm really, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I'm, I'm thrilled to follow up and hear where you're at in another three months. And I hope you'll come back and, and share because uh, that's what makes this what it is, truly legendary. So keep up the great work. Stay legendary, my brother. Stay warm up there. We got winter coming <laughs> soon. Maybe you'll come yeah. down and move down here to Florida around us with your family in Newport, Richie. But either way, man, uh, the cool thing about this is we can be friends and connect and talk and, and uh, no matter where you're at because of this powerful and interesting invention called the Internet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This has been cool. It's been fun. Glad I could share a lot of value. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely. If you ever want me to come back, just let me know. I'll come back. Sounds good, Ryan. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, go follow Ryan at Digital Solutions with two S's at the end. Let me just verify with him. That is correct, right? Two S's at the end? Yep. Two S's at the end. The other one was taken. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks. All right, go follow Ryan at Digital Solutions with two S's at the end over on TikTok. Clearly, I mean, so much to learn from him. And uh, and he's somebody who is clearly utilizing resources and building communities within community and and um, just just really a lot of nuggets, a lot of uh, a lot of not just telling you what to do, but showing you how to succeed. Uh, success in my experience is not about the resources that you have. It's about the resourcefulness that, that you develop. Nobody's born with it, right? I mean, we have to learn how to be resourceful. Um, I guess we are born with certain resourcefulness and maybe we just kind of forget about it or it gets sort of, you know, it gets sucked out of us as, as society does things for us, right? Tells us to stay in line and sit down and be good little boys and girls and be seen and not heard. And right. Uh, there's, there's lots of different ways in which we can be taken care of if we want to be taken care of, um, by others and others do the thinking for us. But that resourcefulness is something that's in there. And I think entrepreneurship can bring it out and, Certainly it has with Ryan. So um, give the man a follow, give the man some support, lift him up, give him some likes, some comments, connect with him. And, um, and it's been a great episode. I think he's given lots of reasons to get started with a challenge if you haven't, and even the blueprints, if you haven't as well, I don't think, I don't think I need to say any more about that. So get out of here, have a fantastic Monday, be legendary, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Peace.